0: Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about why your tiny little life of randomness is insignificant in the grand plan of this universe, which has already been mapped out by rainbow space gods.
1: You are not special.
0: You are not a beautiful or unique snowflake. You are the same decaying organic matter as everything else. My name is MT, and I'm here today with my big head gang, Brother, Tommy Bechtold. What's going on, Tommy?
1: Yo, my god is an awesome rainbow space god. <laughs> May he rain <laughs> with the colors of the rainbow.
0: Exactly. Arishem is my judge. He is. He will judge my life at the end. Judy is my judge.
1: Pretty
0: sick. Stupid. Outrageous. me. Liar. Baby. Are you kidding me? Judy is my judge. Judy, was, Judy Yo, with that Judy... booty yo Ooh, judy got oui. that booty have you seen have yes see the pictures of her that behind a, that is
1: a the three desk ti- that's a three-tiered wedding cake and i like it Woo. Uh,
0: uh definite celestial intervention there i think right. the celestials got involved <laughs> wow
1: Dude, so big lord have mercy i haven't been on in like three weeks and i've been needing to talk about this <laughs>
0: i know he's been holding it in for all this yeah. time he's like yo we have to talk about it. it's the big like question yes there's no bigger question than judy's
1: booty i got the biggest question that's right the <laughs> question is can i clap those cheeks with a oh gavel uh all right cut 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 <laughs> leave this all in
0: <laughs> all right Tommy, hit me with yes. that big question you got it with the recent
1: events of marvel's What if, in the upcoming release of The Eternals, I'm starting to wonder more and more about these giant space gods in the MCU? Who's really in charge when I pray to the star-filled sky at night? That leads us to this week's big question. Who is the more powerful force in the universe, the Watchers or the Celestials?
0: Oh, that is a great question, Tommy. Really great question. Well, let's first clarify what each entity is, and then we can discuss the differences of their powers and the rules that they live by because, you know, two different groups here two different groups of uh friends doing different religion stuff (laughs) uh but yes we'll begin with the ones who sit idly by as we primitive life forms keep ruining multiverse after multiverse and i am of course talking about the watchers those Mm. interdimensional cable watching son of a bitches watching us as entertainment disgusting just kidding big head gang They're, they're they're our cousins they're all, they're big us. head gang.
1: <laughs> their heads, even the mammoth quality
0: hat couldn't fit on oh, their heads. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> nice plug, I dig it.
1: <laughs> Not an official sponsor of New Rockstars, but an official sponsor of my heart.
0: No, I, I heard uh, Kevin Feige confirmed that everybody with a big head is a descendant of the Watchers. That's so true. That, that's a really fun fact. That's my head cannon, my big head cannon. big head cannon. <laughs> that's right. But all right, the Watchers. <laughs> the Watchers are one of the oldest species in the universe, and they are mm. often depicted as large beings with with big bald heads, big head gang, and pupilless, glowing white eyes. It's kind of creepy. The true name of the species has long since been forgotten, so people just call them the Watchers since that's what they mostly do. Sit by and watch the actions across the multiverses without interfering. Of course, they first appeared in Marvel Comics back in 1961 in Fantastic Four number 13. And there, Marvel's first family first came into contact with a Watcher named Uatu. And he's the most well-known of the Watchers, and of course, was recently featured in What If? And the MCU also features Stan Lee talking to some of the Watchers in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And I love that Easter egg. I've been waiting for them to do something with the Watchers ever since that scene. I'm sure everybody has. And so it's been really satisfying to see the Watcher kick some booty. Yeah. Um, some robo booty. And the Watchers just sit back and watch because of an event that occurred billions of years ago. And that was when the highly technologically advanced Watchers decided to help out some of the less advanced races in the universe. And they gave a species known as the Prosilicans the Gift of Atomic Energy. However, the Priscilla... Woof. I, I, I know about the Priscillacans, but, like, I had the pronunciation of their names in the back of my head, so yeah. when I first read it, I was... I just pulled it from, like, the deep recesses of it's my head. I'm of I'm like I used to and asses. <laughs> I feel yes. like that's in Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey,
1: the Priscillacans! <laughs> you know, my grandfather was Priscillacans, and uh he used to work for the mob, if you know what I'm saying. The Priscillacans mob? He painted asses for the Priscillacans.
0: Yo, they got atomic bombs, bro. They got atomic energy. It's <laughs> give it to them by the Watchers so they they don't mess around. The Prisilicans would end up making a bunch of weapons and having a genocidal war. Mm-hmm. So... The Watchers were like, well, we're just never gonna do that again, <laughs> whoops. Uh, we wiped out an entire planet by our bad.
1: That was their bad though, to be fair.
0: <laughs> it really was. That was uh, bad So ever since then, they decided to never interfere. The Watchers are cosmic beings. So on a power level, they are pretty freaking insane. And they can manipulate the universe on a molecular level as well as mess with time and space. So basically anything that they want to make happen they can make it happen. And they're also considered omnipotent, meaning that they can not only observe any and all beings in the multiverse, but they can hear their thoughts as well.
1: And if you have some omnipotency that lasts more than three hours, you should definitely
0: (laughs) And of course, let's not forget, they can speak directly to us, the observer. Big time powerful. And Mm. I always find it really creepy whenever like fictional characters look at the camera and just like, hello, you, I'm talking to you. And I'm speaking specifically to uh i think the ending of assassin's creed 2 or something Uh. like that where i think like this this god athena looks directly at the camera and she's like oh no i'm not looking at you main character i'm looking at the player our words are not meant for you what are you talking about listen I was like, I was alone in my basement at like 2 a.m. when that was happening. And I was like, I'm not gonna be able to sleep. This is very uncomfortable. Anyways, let's move on over to Celestials because much like the Watchers, they're also a cosmic extraterrestrial species and they're Mm -hmm. created at the very beginning of the universe and are responsible for creating and spreading life across the cosmos. But Mm -hmm. unlike the Watchers, they are very interested in interfering with the lives and actions of species throughout the galaxy. And they're also the reason for the creation of the multiverse. And they made their debut in Eternals number one in 1976. And the Celestials usually appear as huge humanoid creatures covered in brightly colored armor. And a lot of people like to mistake them for robots, but they're definitely not robots. Like let's say Ant-Man shrunk down yeah. um, to like the microbiome, and like he was just huge these little tiny microscopic creatures. Or if Ant-Man went super big, like that's probably a better example. He looks like a, I don't know what that man is. He's like, oh, that looks like,
1: A weird alien
0: man. So it's just like a matter of perspective. Anyway. I mean,
1: Star-Lord with his Star-Lord mask kind of looks like a robot.
0: Literally. And I think that was intentional because he is a Celestial himself. So like, I think that was a piece Mm. of fortune. I like that you picked that up. I love that you picked that up. Because like, that's technically what he would probably look like if he was a large Celestial. He'd probably go with that. And of course, we had a little peek of them in Guardians of the Galaxy and the trailers for Eternals. Celestials are obsessed with evolution and often encourage and observe it through the creation of life forms as well as their eternal and deviant counterparts. And like the Watchers, the Celestials are immensely powerful. They have immeasurable cosmic and supernatural powers and also appear to operate beyond the standard space-time continuum, which is really pesky and annoying. I mean, if I could get out of the space-time continuum, I would i totally would i'd love it's, uh, to. very annoying and they're also considered to be near omnipotent beings if not fully omnipotent while they are very powerful we know that they can be killed or at least die. and in the mcu we've seen the skull of a former celestial as the location nowhere where you know where the collector likes to do his illegal things and also the bomb planted inside the planet ego was it maybe able to kill him i don't know i feel like ego is not 100% dead because of the circumstances of his death because you got to remember that they did use those sovereign batteries which were Mm. this weird interdimensional energy that was that attracted these squid like creatures that were coming through um the portal that we may have seen in shang chi i think that these squid like Mm. those squid creatures are related Uh. so yeah so i think that these uh annulax batteries that the sovereign are messing with probably has some type of interdimensional energy that preserved ego's life and also in the comics a fully fed galactus was powerful enough to take out a celestial because you know he had his protein you know you gotta be fully fed breakfast is the most important meal of the day don't skip it that's right Um,
1: part of a complete breakfast celestials
0: you gotta do it gary's way or else you're not really powered up all right how about some breakfast the most important meal of the day serving it up gary's way pop Enjoy, buddy. SpongeBob. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the rules. So, both the Celestials and the Watchers are immensely powerful and ancient extraterrestrial cosmic beings. And because of their immortal and omnipotent nature, it's difficult to say why they do what they do but it's clear that they do obey some sort of rules. And as mentioned before, the Watchers sort of implemented their own self-governed rule of no interference after some really bad experiences in the past. And they set up their own code and appeared to only be there to record the events of the universe for whomever comes around after the universe ends. Mm. And when Uatu interfered in the comics, he was put on trial by the very Watchers themselves, his own brothers mm. and the Celestials also seem to operate by their own set of rules. And no one really is sure of the reasonings and logic behind what the Celestials do. Marvel has like purposely kept the Celestials vague for this entire time that they've been around. They were created by the first firmament, which was essentially the sentient universe at the very beginning of creation. And they are fueled by the desire to create life and promote evolution and mutation of that life so that it would eventually produce its own superior cosmic beings with the power to create universes. And both the Watchers and the Celestials are likely more powerful than organizations like the TVA and probably beyond what Kang can control through his sacred timeline. And it has been established in the comics that both the Celestials and the Watchers serve a being known as the Fulcrum. And the Fulcrum is an all-powerful, all-knowing cosmic force that has been theorized to be part of the one above all. And slash Jack Kirby, which is, you know, what Marvel likes to do. They like to put like Jack Kirby and their artists as like, The big cosmic beings. Um, So both the Watchers and the Celestials serve something, but we may never see what it is in the MCU. Let's get to the point of the matter. Who is more powerful, the Watchers or the Celestials? Well, it's been revealed in the comics that the Celestials and the Watchers have been at conflict for billions of years, mainly because their goals are completely opposite. I know it sounds weird that the Celestials and Watchers were being in a fight, but hold on. The Watchers don't want to interfere, and all the celestials do is want to interfere. So, like, you know, there's there's a sort of animosity there. But because of the sandoff philosophy of the Watchers, this long conflict has been pretty silent. Bitch, bitch, I'm pretty put your of- it's been sort of like a I hate you for interfering with everything and like, you know, messing with humanity and all this stuff, but I ain't gonna do shit because I'm just gonna watch. I because do. I really messed up last time. I, uh, I can't say shit. <laughs> just watch. I'm just going to watch. I'm just, just gonna watch. It's going to watch with the. It's like my marriage.
1: <laughs> I just watch.
0: I really love how the the watchers are just silently resenting. They're the, the, they're the because...
1: cuckolds of the universe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Since the watchers won't interfere, there's no actual fighting between the two cosmic entities occurring. And that's why it's also hard to say who is more powerful because since the Watchers rarely demonstrate their power, it's really hard to compare it to the Celestial's power. But we did see Uatu take on Ultron with all six Infinity Stones, items that made him probably more powerful than a Celestial. And also there is an instance in the comics of Celestials enslaving Watchers to be guardians of unborn Celestials. Mm. But that is from an alternate reality comic storyline. And like, usually in alternate realities, They take more liberties with like the laws of the universe and what's possible. So Mm. you can't really say that that is like canon. What do you think is more powerful, Tommy? You know, I
1: think that there is great power in restraint.
0: And Mm. I think
1: celestials are more impulsive and more prone to making themselves vulnerable. Whereas the Watcher's power lies in their consistency, their refusal to interfere and their and their and their discipline, their self-discipline, I believe if it came down to a one v one conflict, the watchers would
0: okay, 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 I you know what? I'm inclined to agree with you, Tommy, mm-hmm. because the watchers do have this purview or like this uh, ability to observe multiple universes, mm-hmm. whereas the celestials they seem to operate on as far as we know one individual universe per, like their their native universe right. and so you know there's different versions of Watchers throughout different universes that have different goals and have different ways of even being born mm-hmm. so I think that because the Watchers are able to observe all these different Celestials all from these different realities mm-hmm. that the Watchers definitely have some type of one up and we just saw Watu give Ultron a run for his money in yes. What If like right. he made Ultron sweat even though Ultron did kick his ass but He made him sweat. He made a robot sweat. And that's impossible. It's pretty hard.
1: (laughs) I haven't seen a robot sweat since my ex-wife. Oh, got him. Oh, my
0: God. Absolutely. She was a cold woman. She was a cold steel woman. Well, there you have it. We'll have to wait and see how the Celestials are further expanded upon in the upcoming Eternals film, which is sure to be a literal masterpiece. Chloe Zhao is gonna knock it out of the park and hopefully we'll be getting more action from the Watchers in the MCU soon. I need to see it. I wanna see Uatu, um represent the big head gang. I-, I need someone to cosplay, okay? With this big melon, I can't fit my head in most Power Rangers helmets. I need something. Give me something. But before we continue, our merch partners at Epic Hero Shop have all kinds of cool clothing and gear inspired by your favorite properties grab a t-shirt inspired by Venom 2, let there be carnage, and ride your bike around the neighborhood getting nods of approval from all the other cool nerds in your area. There's a lot of cool nerds and uh, um, hot single moms in your area. So just get on that bike with that shirt and you'll be getting all of them, all their attention. Grabbing something from NewRockShowsMerch.com is an awesome way to support this channel and to show the world your love for your favorite fandom. And before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the people that help bring us big question to you. People like, Blender's Eyewear. Fresh from San Diego, California comes Blender's Eyewear, the only sunglasses brand you're ever going to wear again. Around New Rock Chairs, we got some pairs of the Moondog in black jacket styles and everyone loves how great they look and how sturdy and comfortable they feel. They're really cool glasses. And the cool thing about these models is that they're great to wear both to the beach and just around town running errands because she gotta look cool running errands. I mean, are you done with those errands, Squidward? <laughs> no, I'm not, because I'm wearing these glasses. Chase Fisher was a surf instructor who started Blenders by selling his beachy shades out of a backpack. And his goal was to create a cool, adventurous, mid-priced eyewear option. And Blenders are actually affordable, so you're not going to cry as much when the inevitable happens and you lose or smash them. Blenders in-house designers are constantly coming out with new styles from orange polarized wraparounds, tortoise shell frames with purpled lenses to classic gold arms on black lens. And Blenders also has prescription glasses, readers, and blue lights, as well as a snow collection with goggles and accessories. So live life with, in forward motion with Blenders today. To score 15% off your Blenders purchase, visit BlendersEyewear.com and enter promo code, Big Question VIP. That is BlendersEyewear.com, code, Big Question VIP for 15% off. Blenders, rocked with pride worldwide.
1: Empty. I know what you're always telling me: work collaboration tools are created equal. But you're wrong. Yes. Not all work collaboration <laughs> tools are created equal. Notion is the one tool for your whole team to do it all. Notion is an all-in-one team collaboration tool that combines note-taking, document sharing, wikis, project management, and much more into one space that's simple, powerful, and beautifully designed. Just like just me, like baby. You too. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. <laughs> So insane.
0: That was amazing. He's got
1: a body like a goddess. Uh, okay, four startups. Notions can provide a full-on operating system for running every aspect of your company, keeping everyone aligned as you grow fast and take on more. They'll even restock your Keurig for you. That's not true. You will have to hire an office assistant to do that. Uh, We do not guarantee that with Notion. Ah, with powerful integrations and seamless navigation, you'll have everything you need in one spot so you can move fast without the silos and other hurdles that slow companies down. Let me tell you, I knew a company that was running into a lot of hurdles They're called Enron, they're gone. Google them. Notion has a worldwide network of millions of users and is getting better all the time, just like me. Find out how Notion may be the missing piece your startup needs to grow, get more done, and delight your team in the process. Like a good ice cream cone, Notion will delight your team. Are you interested? Well, you better be, you jabronis. One ice
0: cream code per team.
1: Everybody gets a lick, and everybody gets sick. We're all
0: sharing the ice cream code.
1: You lick, you get sick. That's how you do it at Tomco. All right. Interested? You better be. Want to find out more? Notion is running a special offer just for startups. Get up to $1,000 off Notion's team plan by going to notion.com slash startups. To give you a sense, that's almost a year of free Notion for a team of 10. Again, that's notion.com slash startups to receive up to $1,000 in free credit to use Notion with your team. That's up to a $1,000 value when you go to notion.com slash startups. Bam, I got a notion that you should do that.
0: All right, Tommy, I got a bite-sized question for you. Let's get it on. How heavy? Is Captain America's shield, and this is from <laughs> IAJ Smith twenty-four on Discord, always holding it down. Thank you, I AJ Smith. Yes. Thank you so much.
1: Well, first of all, it's none of your goddamn business what they. Exactly,
0: IAJ Smith. Why are you always so nosy? You don't ask your
1: shield what it weighs. Uh, just right. Kidding. Of course, just like (laughs) me, the shield is not shy about its weight as it fluctuates greatly from year to year. When looking to find out how much Captain America's shield weighs, we can turn to the official handbook of Marvel Universe, volume one, number 15. which was released in May of 1984. I was released Mm -hmm. in November of 1983. Uh, From my mother's womb. It provides stats for Captain America's shield that claim it has a diameter, 2.5 feet and weighs 12 pounds. Wow. it's a big baby. Now look at the big baby. Wow. Marvel It's right. the same stats on their own website, though they do have an editor's note on the page that says that information is crowdsourced and has not been verified for accuracy by the editors. But the crowdsourced info appears to come directly from Marvel themselves via the handbook. So I think we're okay taking this stat as canon. Seems simple enough, yeah? Well, not so not so fast. whoa, 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 not so fast. Oh! My bad, that was a little hard. After all, this stat does come from 1984. Heard of it? That was the year that the Detroit Tigers defeated the San Diego Padres in the World Series. So who knows if changes have been made in the Marvel Universe to the weight of the shield since then. In our research, we did find a Wired article from 2014 where they tried to figure out how much Captain America's shield weighed in the MCU based on physical properties displayed by the S.H.I.E.L.D. in the films. Rhett Allen, an associate mm. professor of physics at the Southern Louisiana University, roll. I'm going to guess, Shana Clears. I have no idea. What's your school mascot? <laughs> Call it crawdads? <laughs> Performed a series of calculations based on a clip from Captain America, The Winter Soldier, where Cap throws his shield at Bucky, who then catches it and throws it back at Cap. When Cap catches the return toss, he slides backwards. And this Mm. is where the complicated physics calculations come in as if they weren't already complicated. (laughs) I won't pretend to understand physics. I can barely read. And I took math one, three different times in college. That's math one. That's the basic one. That's the one where they're like, do you remember how to add from high school? And I was like, no, I don't. But I am drinking 30 Milwaukee bests a night, so anything that's going up here is coming out of here in the morning. I won't pretend, as I said. So we can link the article in the description below so you can check the math yourself. But based on things like the momentum and the weight of calf, the friction of the ground, the velocity and density of the shield, Professor Elaine comes to the conclusion that the shield should weigh about 43.9 pounds. That's heavy. That's a lot. That's almost four times as heavy.
0: Damn, I would probably throw out my back, try to lift up that shoe. Yeah, that's a I tough
1: day. That's a big bag of sand. Not as strong as
0: Chris Evans. No. <laughs> big bag no. of sand.
1: Just like boobs feel like. Remember 40 old version? You feel it and it feels like a bag of sand when you're touching it. <laughs> Just, I was thinking that too. I
0: was, was going to make the joke, but I was like, okay.
1: maybe I should Now, the biggest hole in the calculation is the fictional material vibranium. It's hard to say how the density of this material would affect real-life calculations. But you've got to applaud a man for his big brain approach to answering this question. So depending on who you believe, the Shield should weigh somewhere between 12 and 43.9 pounds. And that type of weight disparity could only be covered in beautiful Los Angeles, California, where lying about (laughs) weight is just as easy as breathing. You got another question for me? I do.
0: Thank you for that answer, Thomas.
1: Sure, my pleasure, my treasure.
0: Tell me, who are the Dark Avengers and what would that team look like in the mm. MCU? This is yes. from Sheriff Delene on Discord. Thank you, oh, Sheriff.
1: Evening, Sheriff. The Dark Avengers performed not long after the events of the Secret Invasion storyline in Marvel Comics. The momentous comics event of Skrulls impersonating many important heroes, villains, and plain old side characters will soon play out in the MCU. So... It's Mm. possible we could see the Dark Avengers come to the MCU a little bit sooner than you think. In the comics, Norman Osborn, heard of him, becomes the director of (laughs) S.H.I.E.L., which he changes into Hammer. Thus, has to manage the government-sponsored Avengers. Predictably, a lot of the current Avengers don't want to work for the murderous psychopath Osborn. So he has to do a little bit of recruiting. Well, you know, I mean, he got stabbed (laughs) in the dick with a glider. So they're like, I don't know anybody that... (laughs) Anybody that can have that happen to him doesn't seem like a reliable leader. I mean, he, leader. he
0: only killed Gwen Stacy. It's fine. That's true. And by the way, that was, was
1: borderline,
0: arguably an accident. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it was her spine, neck. Who really knows? Yeah. My neck. Itself. My
1: spine. <laughs> I should be feeling fine, but I'm not. I'm dead. <laughs> Uh, all right, he has to turn to his old pals at the Thunderbolts to find a few mm. recruits. The Matt Gargan version of denim dresses up as Spider-Man, Moonstone dresses up as Miss Marvel, Bullseye mm. dresses up as Hawkeye, which to me, that is something I'm interested in. Osborn also recruits Dawkin Wolverine's son, and puts him in one of Wolverine's old costumes. He also recruits Novar, a Kree warrior who mm. takes the mantle Of Captain Marvel. Current Avengers, Sentry and Ares stay on the team because they can't be bothered to make waves. I like that. A couple of of good soldiers that are like, eh, we don't really want to change offices. And finally, Osborn himself puts on some of Stark's armor and becomes the Iron Patriot,
0: which I
1: have theorized might be coming to our screens in a few of the new MCU TV shows. So if that happens, I'll be giving myself a couple big pats on the back.
0: uh, I'll be giving you a pat on the back as well because I hope so too.
1: yeah, the Dark Avengers is mostly a (laughs) cosplay of traditional Avengers. And much like Thunderbolts, their methods of justice are slightly vicious and dishonorable like me. But what would a current lineup of Dark Avengers look like in the MCU? Probably a lot like the team Val seems to be putting together. You could have mm. U.S. agent John Walker as Captain America. Yelena yeah. Belova as Black Widow. Abomination as your Hulk replacement. Agatha hey. Harkness could be your Doctor Strange or Scarlet Witch replacement. White Vision as Vision. Taskmaster has already shown that she could be a replacement for Hawkeye. True. And, you know, a fun replacement for Thor could be good old Hela, assuming she's still alive out there somewhere. And God, I hope she is because she's...
0: Fine. I hope so, too.
1: And when it comes to replacing Iron Man long as you could get your hands on one of tony's suits or even an old war mm. machine suit you could throw any loyal soldier into in there <clears> and they could be iron man it might be fun mm. to see justin hammer brought out of prison to control one of those suits you know he'd be thrilled about that or even talk zemo into taking over one of the mechanized suits and becoming the iron baron whoa bro i whoa. am so
0: glad that you brought up the, the justin hammer thing damn bro I would love to see Justice Hammer as an Iron Man and I've been yes. wanting this for so long. I've been yes. wanting Marvel Studios to make a show called The Irredeemable Iron Man. Yeah. For Disney Plus, where it's just Justin Hammer yes. trying to be Iron Man. Like, yes. oh my God, that would be so great. That would be wonderful. Please.
1: Oh my oh, God. we need that. But that's a great call.
0: Thank you, Tommy. Amazing answers.
1: And thank you to everyone who asks bite-sized questions. Because that's about all I have the bandwidth for.
0: Like, I just want to shout out To everybody on discord because you guys are holding it down we see you we love you guys so if you want to join our discord go ahead and join us we love you but it is now time for our box of scraps it's It's a box of of scraps scraps. it's a box of scraps box of scraps it's a box of
1: scraps
0: Get this damn box of scraps off of my Lord! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Here's
1: a big old box of
0: scraps! Now, Tommy, if you yeah. have the power to create your own planet, how would you make that planet into the most wonderful place in the universe? Ooh,
1: wow. That is a great question. There's uh, lots of freshwater lakes with no sea creatures oh. to harm us. Just docile perch and bass swimming to and fro. Log cabins everywhere for people to enjoy a serene (laughs) cup of coffee. And everyone has a healthy relationship with no toxic traits, no gaslighting, no being led to think that you're too nice or too mean or not mean enough or not nice enough. Everyone's romantic partner is wired to be simpatico with them. And then, of course, there's the mountains, the mountains made of ice cream. Rocky Road ice cream. <laughs> the ice cream. cream mountains. And the rivers of flowing like chocolate. Basically, Willy Wonka's factory is oh my, my god planet. And what Bro. about you, MT? How would you make the most wonderful place?
0: That honestly sounds like the most wonderful place right there. Are you kidding me? An ice cream mountain? Is that what yes. you said? Ice cream mountain?
1: Ice cream mountain, Bro. chocolate rivers. If you want to view paradise.
0: Bro, I'm getting diabetes at the summit, my friend. I'm getting diabetes. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, and there's no diabetes. There's no, no... diabetes on the planet. Diabetes no. outlawed. And due to <laughs> due to a different type of gravity, everyone's body has stretched out to six foot four, hundred and eighty pound, gorgeous frames. Uh, wow.
0: Anyway, I think my preferred planet is honestly a planet full of women. Like, mm. not because I want a, a planet full of women to myself. Because honestly, well, I don't know. That'd be very. That'd be a lot of responsibility. I couldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> But because women are just great, and I yeah. love women, and today is actually the day of the girl as we're filming oh. this. So I just think that a world from women would just be really cool. I don't know. And I, the the show Why the Last Man is a uh, is a show based on a comic book written by yes. Brian K. Vaughn. and it goes yeah. into uh, the whole scenario of what would happen if all the men in the world died. Mm. And if you haven't read that like that comic series, you really have to. It's one of the, my favorites ever. It's really good, but yeah. it's just really interesting. Um, just to see. How how much men have sort of fucked things up uh, yeah. in in our society? Um, yeah. Not a controversial statement. It's very obvious. <laughs> you know, yes.
1: I, I I I like your uh, your all female planet because over on planet Tommy, it's a boys' club. It's oh. boys only. Oh. No girls allowed. Testosteroneia, yes. my favorite planet. <laughs> That's right. The testosterone system.
0: (laughs) Well, that is it for this episode of Big Question. I, of course, want to thank my big head gang brother, Tommy, for joining me on this episode. Please follow Tommy, at Tommy Bechtel, on Twitter. He's an amazing man with oh, an amazing heart and personality and he's freaking hilarious so please follow tommy on twitter and of course follow me at mastertainment if you want to see me speed some weird shit but most importantly follow new rock Turs wherever we are especially here on youtube and when you do on youtube hit that notification bell so you can get notifications whenever we upload videos but that is it thank you guys for watching and we'll see you guys later goodbye bye
1: <laughs>